Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day today. And we're going to now see what the next round of the Circus Clown Show has in store, as we're pretty much going to be seeing what happens with um, Biden and his um, little girl, woman, slut, whatever she is, excuse me, that he has running as his VP together now. Uh, there's been so much stuff that's been happening over and over and over again. One thing I can say that I will be happy to no longer hear anymore is the absolute lunacy of the Q movement of trusting the plan and everything's going to stop. I've told you guys that repeatedly now. The only silver lining that I have seen with Biden getting in is the fact that we're not going to have to deal with all the fake news Q stuff anymore about basically all the stuff's going to happen with sealed indictments. However, that does mean and I mean this very sincerely, that everybody is going to have to step their game up and start making their voice heard much, much louder. <clears throat> that means no more sitting around, being quiet, being compliant, submitting to whatever they tell you. That means standing up and direct civil disobedience on unlawful, unconstitutional edicts. And I mean that sincerely. There's a lot of things that have been swirling around now that there's probably going to be a significant amount of barrage against patriots in general, which they have now claimed anybody who is a Trump supporter now is essentially a domestic extremist. The solution now, according to Jeff Stein, argues that existing federal agencies like the FBI are ill-equipped to stop the white terror because they miss signs of the pre-planning of the Capitol building siege. And there are individuals now that are calling for a secret police to infiltrate and neutralize armed domestic extremists. That's a quote. And they've compared now, you've heard this numerous times, of the Capitol breach being compared to the 9-11 attack repeatedly. And I was watching some clips last night on all these people on the left, all these individuals in Senate, Congress, CNN, so forth, all of them communists, and they continue to say the same term, all of independent articles, independent interviews, is they said we need a new 9-11 commission to tackle domestic terrorism. That's what they said. And one of the generals now, you guys I'm sure have seen this, one of the U.S. Army generals has now basically said that the military occupation in Afghanistan against ISIS and terrorists is no longer a priority and that the domestic terrorism is the number one national threat to the United States now after the Capitol raid, which it was 50 unarmed individuals being led in through gates and doors with security opening up the gates for them as they walked around and took photos and basically pillaged and rummaged through a few things. Um, it was by no means a raid. It was by no means a siege and all the other terms they've liked to use in the mainstream media. But they have now taken that incident and run with it as fast as they can in the complete and total communist direction. And so everybody needs to be aware of this. <clears throat> we can go and say Trump did this and Trump did that. Guess what? Trump ain't in this anymore now, guys. This is all on us. Biden is pushing the communist agenda. They're going to start doing, they have already basically started to imply they're going to start doing the secret Stasi police style forcing 
of what they did in East Germany <clears throat> during the Russian occupation over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So again, be aware of that and understand what's happening, and it's time everybody get prepared for this, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, I know you guys are kind of wanting to know what I think about all of this as far as what's happening this morning, and and you know, I've been praying about it this morning, and I prayed about it last night, and kind of figured out what am I going to say to you guys as far as what's happening? How do I give you a message of hope and encouragement through all this? Well, I just want you to know that you know this is the day the Lord hath made. This is the same thing I'm going to tell you every single day, and we shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Period. And you think, well, this is going to be awful. We've got Biden coming in. No, no, stop for a second. All right, you've got to ask yourself a question. And this is a very simple question with the voter fraud. You know, people are saying that Donald Trump was put into office by God Almighty four years ago, four and a half years ago now almost. And, you know, and that, you know, he was God's man in office. Well, I can say this to you. If you believe that, let's, let's stay with that particular concept at this point. Because that is a possibility. Because, you know, we have what happened with the Podesta emails. And all the stuff that was exposed right before the election four years ago, and what happened as far as you know the massive, massive amount of people who showed up at the polls against Hillary Clinton to vote for Donald Trump. Donald Trump was put into office, but here's the problem that we have: Donald Trump wanted to be the most gay, friendly president in the history of the White House. Remember that. It's very important that you understand that Donald Trump continued to fund Planned Parenthood up to $400 million a year. Donald Trump just signed the, the budget in a few weeks ago. All of this stuff has happened. Donald Trump did not pardon a single patriot who marched on the Capitol. Now, I don't think they should have gone in the Capitol building. I don't think they should have broken through the barriers. I don't think any of that stuff should have happened. And I certainly don't think the Capitol Police should have opened the barriers for them and opened the doors to let everybody go in to precipitate all of this mess. All right? But Donald Trump has not done he, – he pardoned another Israeli spy yesterday, the guy who worked as far as the one who recruited Pollard in. And this was another big favor to Benjamin Netanyahu. And all of this stuff has been done you know, against the will, if you look at it from that standpoint, of what the Word of God says. In so many different instances that Trump has done this. So what we did is we put Trump – on a pedestal because we didn't know what to do with Hillary Clinton and we really thought that him being a nationalist that it would allow us to express our opinions as a people of the United States who wanted America great again and for that Trump has been an absolute abysmal failure he has I mean I'm not, there's no other way out of it now will Joe Biden be worse we probably you also was saying right before the show you know we'll be wishing we had Trump back here pretty quick and the reality is it doesn't really matter at this point. We've seen it with the election on who we vote for. They're going to put in whoever they choose to put in. I believe that Trump overwhelmed the electoral pop process four years ago because of the sheer numbers of people. The algorithms weren't set up for Hillary to win in enough of a skewed fashion. So Trump got into power. You know, His wife is leaving the office as the most disliked first lady in the history of the White House, according to several polls, if you can believe those polls. She's the one who said, who gives an F about Christmas? Yeah, that's, that's what she said, guys. I, 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 I told you this, you know, several months ago. 
And I, I heard the actual audio transcript. Now you say, well, she was recorded, you know, illegally and was one of her friends recorded her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She was recorded illegally and one of her friends recorded her and they put it in a book and she used that recording to prove that she had told the truth in the book and she actually released the recording and it was played on national news outlets around the world. And yes, Melania did says, because she was supposed to do the Christmas decorations and she said, who gives an F about Christmas? Well, Christmas is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Then she, then she slammed the porn industry. Melania did. For various reasons. And also they released a bunch of porn pictures of her and naked pictures of her and one lesbian picture with her. All of this crazy stuff was released on Melania Trump. Alright, so she's not who we thought she was. Donald Trump likes to basically have sex with other men's wives. There have been dozens and dozens of women who have filed complaints against, against Trump over the years and made accusations against improper sexual advances. You can listen to the recording with Billy Bush. So we thought he was God's man in the White House. Right? Well, we did. But let me ask you guys a question. And I said all of that to say this. Do you really think if God wanted Donald Trump to stay in the White House and it was God's will that any election fraud could have taken place, that God could not have simply overridden that. See, God stepped away from all of this. He really has. And he's kind of like, well, these people have committed 70 million abortions. They've taken prayer out of school. They've, they've basically, you know, made reprobates, you know, and transgenders and, and weirdos and all kinds of nutty people, you know, in positions of power now. So this is what the United States has done and allowed to have been done. So we're, we're kind of stepping out of this whole thing now as far as what's going to happen. You remember when Jesus was taken up to the mountain and he basically said, uh, you know, he had been fasting and Lucifer was tempting him. And, and, he, and, you know, and the scripture says basically that Jesus went up to the mountain after he was being test tested and that Satan offered him all of these places, all of these things. It says, quote verse, Luke 4, 6. And he said to him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. This, this is what this is Lucifer being quoted in the Bible now, and, and the reason is that when Adam and Eve basically fell, apparently something happened in the garden that we weren't privy to. Some people say that when Lucifer beguiled Eve, he actually had sex with her and created the bloodline of the Nephilim and you know his lineage. Now, whether that's, you know, accurate or not, I don't know. I wasn't there. But that's what some people believe. But it's interesting to me that Satan had these things to give to Jesus, and Jesus refused to bow down to him and worship him. And then we know in, in, the, in the book of Corinthians, it says in verse 4, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, that's Lucifer now. Listen to this. This is a little G. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now, this is what's happened here with this energy field around the planet that has blinded the hearts and the minds of the Q followers. Yeah, I have to, I have to go here right now. And, you know, and don't get me wrong. Some of the best people I know, some of the finest Christian American patriots I know are Q followers. 
But I believe that their hearts and their minds have been blinded. Why? Because they believe the lie of this whole thing with Q. And many of them will continue to believe it. They'll continue to believe the lie of Q, which is a giant psychological operation, the same as they did in the in, in Soviet Union in the 20s, saying that there's a greater force coming to restore everything and to save us from all of this. And it never happened in the Soviet Union, and up to 100 million of them died. And so what we have here is the same psychological operation that was done by the Russians, by the Soviets, over a hundred years ago being done to us right now because they like to use the same plans. That's why they don't like history being taught in the school systems. So the Q people, many of the hardcore Q people now, will still continue to say that Donald Trump really still is in power. He's running the country out of Mar-a-Lago. The military has taken care of this, and Biden's a puppet in the White House, and Trump's really still in charge. And all the other twisted stuff that's going to come out, it's going to, that's what they're going to believe. And sadly... A lot of Christians are going to fall for this. But then here's the biggest problem that I have with all of this. When you have a person who says, thus saith the Lord, which you've never heard me say, never heard me say that, as far as any type of prophecy, I've never heard me say that. I'll quote the scripture all the time. Here's the problem when you hook yourself to that and hook yourself to a man saying that who claims to be hearing directly from God Almighty. It sets up a blind faith on some people's parts in which they believe that this guy's telling the truth and that God did say this. And then when it doesn't come to pass, then what ends up happening is it affects their faith. Listen to me. This is the whole purpose of you. It tears into the very fabric of their spiritual roots, the very fabric of their spiritual portion of their soul that ties them together with God. And at that point, it sets up this little thing well, maybe God's not sovereign. Maybe God's not going to do what he says he's going to do. Maybe God did lie to us. Maybe, And all these crazy things that aren't true. But what it does, it directly affects their ability at that point to continue to believe the truth of what the Word of God says. Because now they've got doubt. And that's the biggest problem with false prophets. That's why in the Old Testament, if, they, if there was a false prophet, they'd take them out back and stone them to death. Because they couldn't allow that type of teaching to permeate into the culture and into the very fabric of the spirituality of the people. They couldn't do it. I mean, good grief, they were fighting it enough in Israel. They wouldn't stop offering their children to Baal and Asher and Moloch. Don't you remember when the prophets of Baal came out and the priestesses of Baal came out and they had this the big showdown in which the fire came down from heaven and consumed all of these offerings and the priests of Baal and the priestesses of Baal were all killed? That's what God's capable of doing. He can do anything he wants whenever he wants to do it. The problem is he kind of put us on autopilot down here. And if we the people, and I said this the other day, if we had basically humbled ourselves as a nation and gotten on our knees and had a revival and repented for what we've done and asked God to forgive us, he would turn and heal our land. The problem is we've allowed the Kabbalists to come in and run the United States Congress. We have. We've done that. The the man that Austin quoted this morning, the you know, Jeffrey Stein, he's a very, very angry Jewish man. And he was very upset that Trump's immigration plan may keep white people in the majority for five more years when Trump was elected five years ago. You know? And and this is this is what we see here. He's from the Washington Post. 
And we have so much of this. I mean, Benjamin Netanyahu petitioned Trump, petitioned Trump, petitioned Trump now to basically, you know, take this other guy, this this other spy, this Israel, uh, this avium seller, and basically release him too. Trump grants Benjamin Netanyahu's wish for the pardon of the Israeli spy who worked with Pollard, who spied on America. So Trump takes a known enemy of the United States and pardons him this week, pardons him, but yet the patriots who, under Trump's direction, and Trump did say that they were going to march to the Capitol, Bill, he didn't say anything about breaking in and all the other stuff, but he did say that, they were going to march there, and he didn't go with his people, but he doesn't pardon one of those. There's over a hundred of these people have been arrested now, and there are a whole bunch more looking for, they're looking for him because of facial recognition. But Trump should have done a blanket pardon for all of these people, too. He really should have. He should have said, I'm going to pardon all these people. I'm not going to walk away from these people. These are my, my followers. They listen to me, and now here they are. But the entire thing was being set up as a psychop to find out who the key people were in the Trump movement who were willing to be militant and do what happened. And I will say that some of the people that did it to start with were probably Antifa, and probably are Antifa, and they led these Trump people astray, and they ran in there, and the Trump people followed them because they had a leader who was going in and for them. They didn't know it was going to be Antifa. So we have all of this mess happening right now in D.C., and you've got Trump jumping on a helicopter this morning, giving this long speech and taking off and flying down on Air Force One. Now, I will give him credit, all right? I got to give him kudos for the Air Force One trip. I got to give him that. Instead of skulking off or whatever in his personal private jet, <laughs> which is really a nice plane, he decides to do one more big show and fly over Miami and fly over West Palm and fly over and close all the airspace again and put his big old 747 down there at Palm Beach and get out and get off the tarmac and basically have a huge presidential escort to Mar-a-Lago as they closed all of the roads. And I'll give him credit for that one. But, you know, the thing about it is, is you think about the Trump brand for a second. The Trump brand are high-end casinos, high-end houses, high-end golf course, high-end hotels, and Trump's followers, the people that have really, really been there with him, you know, they don't really have the money to pay for a 1000 or $2,000 a night hotel room, and yes, there are rooms that are that expensive in the Trump hotels. I would never pay that for a room, but these guys apparently have the ability to do it, and it's going to really affect his brand. So the whole thing has been a twisted, consorted, circus clown show with a bunch of actors on a stage reading a script, trying to continue to expose as many real patriots as they possibly could, and here we find ourselves. So am I happy Donald Trump is out of the White House? I'm happy that the people who basically put Donald Trump into this horrible position, the CFR members have been exposed. I am happy about that. Am I happy that Joe Biden's going into the White House? Absolutely not. I'm not. I think it's horrible. But am I happy we don't have to see this QAnon stuff anymore like Austin said earlier? Yeah, I actually am happy that's over with. You know, I'm, I'm glad that people are going to wake up now because there will be the hardcore Q people that are going to continue to believe that Donald Trump's running the world from Mar-a-Lago. Okay, they got that. Or Trump will be coming back into the White House within two weeks. And it'll go on and on and on until, because that way they don't have to admit they were wrong. They don't have to admit they were wrong and apologize. Say, look, I missed it. I apologize to you guys. Please forgive me for saying, thus saith the Lord, when I, I thought I heard from God, but I did not. You know, you, you got to just step. Sometimes you got to just step up and say you were wrong. 
And see, and this is the problem that we have with alt media right now. Austin and I have been consistent in our message with you guys for the past four years. We did our best to support Trump the first six months of his presidency until we saw he was doing really stupid stuff, really stupid stuff, like putting Gutlieb in the FDA, making all these stupid decisions and sending out gay people in his administration to other countries, his ambassadors, and all the other things that he was doing two years ago. I'm not going to mention any names. If I mention names, you know who I'm talking about. One of the top people who was on the pastoral program in the White House, you know, he basically called me up and was talking to me about Trump. And I said, look, you've got to tell Trump to back off the red flag gun laws and back off this pro-homosexual rhetoric. I said, if he, want, if, he, if he doesn't do this, if he doesn't back off gun control and back off gays as far as putting him into positions of power and promoting their agenda, he's going to lose the next election. Oh, that'll never happen. It'll never happen. He'll never lose the next election. He, he's got his bank with it. All of a sudden, all these mainstream conservative Christian groups started slamming him for all the stuff that he was doing. And guess what? It started eroding, eroding, eroding in the election. Now you say, well, his election was stolen. Absolutely a fact. It was. But here we find ourselves in this whole quandary of, well, if he hadn't done this, would he have been able to overwhelm the election machines again? And on and on and on and on. This is exactly what they want to have happen has happened. They've created all of this confusion. Out of chaos will come a new world order. And now we got this clown Biden who basically <laughs> can't get through sentences very well and this vice president who has got a Israeli basically husband who basically will be, I guess, best buddies with Benjamin Netanyahu again. But yet nobody wants to talk about what's going on with Israel and how two of the top spies of Israel have been pardoned in the last few weeks. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about that. I mean, I didn't even make the news today. I mean, that, didn't, that was sent to me by Terrence and some other people. I mean, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so we've got to wake up and break this spell around us that's blinded the hearts and minds. We've got to do this because, remember, the abortion creates an energy field. All of this stuff creates an energy field. Everybody right now can feel, it's palatable, this, this oppression that is coming down on the United States right now. I can feel it right now with, with Biden about to be put in office in another hour and a half. I mean, I, everybody can feel it, okay? But the thing about it is it doesn't make any difference. Hey, we are not citizens of this planet. We're citizens of heaven when we accept Christ. We're kind of just working our way through this planet trying to do the best we possibly can, trying to figure out what's going on down here. But we have a Redeemer. His name is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He, he has created a new covenant with us in blood that connects us directly to the throne room of the great I Am. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor. He is the Good Shepherd. He is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. He's the Deliverer. And now, Christians are going to have to get off their laurels and start talking to their pastors about telling the truth from the pulpit and not count on Q or Trump. Trump is not and was not and never will be our Messiah. He's a deeply flawed person with a horrible, horrible behavioral patterns. He's not, in my opinion, even saved. So well, you can't judge him for that. Well, I'm telling you, I'm looking at his actions. Now, if you say, well, he could be saved. Okay, if he's saved, he's, he's, a, he's a very carnal Christian. You can say if you, if you want to believe that. But guys, we have a hope of resurrection and life, the King of kings and the Son of God through Jesus. That's 
who our focus has to be on. Not some worldly guy who basically tells us all of these things and doesn't do what he says he's going to do and gives us false hope. That's the facts. That's all I can say. That's all it was was false hope with Donald Trump and false hope with Q. And yet we have to understand that we have real hope. When Jesus was on the cross, on the cross, and he looked down, he said, It is finished. At that point, your salvation, my salvation, got locked in. It was done. And we have to understand that. It is finished. Now, there's going to be minor skirmishes and stuff like that, but the war was won. And that's why Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those who, whom he may devour. It says that in the Bible. But he may not devour us because we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. He cannot touch us. Always remember, our hope is in glory. Our hope is in heaven. But while we're here, we need to do everything we possibly can to promote Jesus and to get people to understand that he is the answer, not some political elected official. Austin, what do you think? Well, that's well said. And, I mean, there's no doubt about it right now. I mean, there there has to be a changing in the mindset and the tide of the American populace. You're absolutely right about that. And one thing you said earlier, and I, I think you pretty much nailed it on the head, it's difficult, I think, to demand almost of God that he fix this and he fix that in the United States and he's going to fix all this because we're believing he's going to do it, but yet we still continually have these abortions and not just abortions as like, oh, you know, somebody took the plan B pill or something like that. I'm talking in New York where they have full term abortions. I've still never even understood how that was even remotely acceptable. I've never, I've never understood that. I've never had anybody be able to explain to me and justify how it's okay where I remember the one uh, lawmaker up there was talking about it and he said, yeah, you know, if the baby does not get fully aborted and it's born, we will basically let it lay on the table and we'll let the mom decide if she wants to abort the child and then we will basically either euthanize it, so to speak, or the mom can keep it. I don't even know what in the world people even think there's a remnant of that being okay. And here's the irony of all this. While everybody has to shut down their lives, everybody has to strap on a face diaper, everybody has to shut down their businesses, all because of a virus that has a 99.8% survival rate and one of the most manipulated death rates we've ever seen in U.S. history, everybody's acting like all of a sudden they care about other people. I'm wearing a mask to protect you. I'm I'm doing this to protect other people. But what what about the millions upon millions upon millions of babies that are aborted every year? Hmm? What what are you doing to protect them? Where are you speaking your mind out on them? Where are you running around criticizing people for doing that? Because we all know we got plenty of people running around right now criticizing everybody for not wearing masks. I mean, we got the bumbling buffoon who's about to be inaugurated who's already said, I want to do a 100-day mass mandate in the entire country. This is going to be interesting to see how that, that plays out. So all of a sudden now, everybody wants to virtue signal and say, I'm wearing a mask and you need to wear a mask to protect me because that's your responsibility. Why does nobody talk about all the kids that got aborted? Why does nobody talk about 
all these children that are being full term aborted in New York. Crickets. Crickets. Literally don't even hear anything about it. However, in other news, though, too, I have seen now, and apparently this is going through. They're discussing pushing this law through, and it's got a bunch of traction. Missouri is becoming one of the first states in the U.S. to no longer perform abortions. Apparently, they are basically leading legislation to protect the sanctity of life in Missouri. So kudos to Missouri, because obviously the rest of the country hasn't figured that out. And so, again... What are we actually witnessing here, and how far are we going to stand up? Because we have now seen the most, we're seeing pretty much the most militarized inauguration in U.S. history. They're setting a precedent for a nation in perpetual state of fear, and that's what last year started into. I've told you guys that. God has not given us a spirit of fear. This is what they did last year. It was to keep everybody in a state of fear. Why are you in fear? Like Dan said, if you're saved, why, why in the world are you scared? What are, you, what are you fearful of? You're fearful of a virus that has a 99.8% survival rate that's now been heavily, heavily, heavily manipulated to make sure they can make every case and every death and anything related to COVID related all the time. It's interesting. I had a, uh, a listener and also basically a customer of ours that I've known for a while, and she sent me an email the other day and said, hey – you know, I've been having a lot of coughing issues. I've having a lot of problems with my lungs over the last week. And so I finally went to the doctor a couple days ago, and they said I had tested positive for COVID. And she goes, I know I should have emailed you up earlier, but I need to get on the protocol. And so we shipped her out the protocol. She got it next day. And she emailed me back a couple days later. She said, man, she goes, I'm, I'm still not feeling very good in my chest. You know, I haven't had any issues with really headaches with loss of taste or smell. They said I had COVID. All they did was literally do a COVID test. I tested positive. They told me to go home and quarantine. That's it. And she goes, I've been on the vitamin C and the D3 and the zinc, and I'm feeling better, but I still got this really bad, deep cough. I emailed her back. I said, you need to go to the doctor. A, get another PCR test. I said, because those things are incredibly flawed. And I said, B, you need to check and see what's going on with your lungs. She goes, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in a couple days. So she goes, I'm hear back from her a couple days later, email, and she goes, well, interestingly enough, tested negative for COVID, you know, six, seven days after I tested positive for the first time. She goes, but I told the doctor what was going on, and they looked at me, and they said, I have walking pneumonia, and it's gotten very, very bad now, and they're not even sure if I had COVID before, and they have just been pneumonia, since that's the only symptom I had in my lungs. I said, welcome to the COVID medical industrial complex that we are now being exposed to. Everything is COVID. Every incident is COVID. Every death is COVID. Every ailment is COVID. They don't even care half the time about any other problems you're having. It's COVID. They put it down. They get paid. End of story. And I said, if she would have possibly checked you for pneumonia a week ago, you probably would have basically been able to catch it a little bit earlier. I said, now it's gotten so far along, they're probably going to put you on antibiotics. She said, yeah, they are. I said, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, I, I would recommend keep taking the D3 and vitamin C. It's still going to help out. I said, but if you've got pneumonia that bad now, I said, you're going to have to do whatever they tell you to do on it. I said, but the vitamin C and D3 will most definitely help. I said, but ironically enough, you go in there, tell them what you're having. They don't even check you for pneumonia. They say, oh, you tested positive for COVID. Go home and quarantine. Basically, go home and die, so to speak. And it's like, really? This is what we've allowed the medical community to turn into? That's why I've encouraged so many people. Don't live in fear with this. 
Hammer your vitamin C and D3. I got the research, the literature, the backgrounds of all these different articles on the website. You can go and dig in over and over and over and over again. They've done research for decades showing high doses of vitamin C works incredibly well, incredibly well against any virus. D3 is incredibly important for the macrophage. Zinc, along with quercetin, that's what we have on the, the viral protection kit on the front page of the website. And the reason why I tell everybody to take that is because it's some of the highest quality supplements you can buy, and they work so incredibly well. But there's no reason to live in fear, but that's exactly what they're doing. Now they want to claim out and say basically everybody's a domestic terrorist, and this vague looming threat of domestic terrorists will be the justification of every encroachment of our liberties, including the Second Amendment. I can tell you that right now. That's why firearm sales are through the roof right now. That's why Dan Defense AR-15s are going for three, four, five thousand dollars on Gunbroker right now. We're back to post-Sandy Hook firearm and ammunition prices, if not higher. There's a reason why, my friends. This isn't because people are being paranoid. It's because people are basically in an arms race because they know what's about to start happening. And so again, it reaches a point in time, and I have told you this on my stance, and you guys have to find your own convictions. Are you going to listen to unconstitutional, anti-Second Amendment, illegal orders that are handed down? It's a million-dollar question. Because it's funny... When Biden, the clown, says, you don't need firearms, all you need is a double-barrel shotgun to defend yourself, but yet they have 25,000 National Guard troops stationed around the Capitol building with razor wire. Every single one of them now I've seen have been fitted with M4s or variants of that weapon. And now I've seen numerous National Guard, they all have loadouts. They just don't have magazines in the rifles. They're all carrying loadouts. Now, are those loaded magazines in their plate carriers? I don't know. I haven't personally walked up and pulled one of their mags out. I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. But generally, you don't carry empty magazines on your plate carrier. They're generally loaded. So we have somebody that's saying you don't need anything more than a shotgun to defend yourself. You don't need these weapons of war. You don't need to have any of these tools to defend your family. But... I need to have 25,000 National Guard troops stationed on the Capitol because everybody hates me that much. Well, that's pretty clear indication that not only was the election completely and totally stolen, that we're about to have a significant, significant impact on what they're trying to do as far as with our rights. So again, it's time now, my friends, to make your voices heard to your senators, to your congress, to your representatives, and let them know Absolutely not under no circumstances are we going to allow or we are not going to listen or abide to unlawful, illegal gun laws. There has to be a line in the sand with this because you guys know I have said this ever since the beginning of the show, and I've said this for the last decade if anybody knows me personally. You can mark my words on it. The American populace ever allows their firearms to be taken away from them. We will literally be in Nazi Germany and basically the the Stalin-esque Russia, it will be it for the United States. It, there will be no redemption for this country whatsoever. The only reason it has taken this long for them to get this far is because we're so heavily armed. That's it. They would have already done this decades ago, like they've done in Australia. I mean, look what, look, look what they're doing in the UK now with this COVID. I mean, UK is fully disarmed. Nobody, nobody has any significant weapons over there like we have. They're, they're telling people, you can only leave your house once a day for your protection, of course. You can't go and open your business because, of course, it's for your protection. So, again, I ask everybody, how far are you willing to go to protect your rights? How far are you willing to make your voice heard and stand up? 
what we saw in the Capitol rally, there was a huge rally there that I was massively supportive of, a portion of it. But what happened, they used as a tool to do exactly what they're doing now. And so we have to be so careful that we play our cards correctly. Everybody wants to brag and say, oh, you know, the three-dimensional chess and all the other stuff that was going on in the Trump administration. How about we stop relying on somebody in the office to play three-dimensional chess and the United States starts unifying together and stops fighting within and gets so mad about what color of the skin they are because he has white privilege or he has black privilege and he's this and he's that and I'm not going to hang out with him or I'm not going to support that patriot because he said this or he said that. How about we start looking at stuff and say, hey, if this individual is pretty closely aligned with me, who cares as far as what their background is? It's time we unify and stand up as one nation under God, indivisible that is what we have to do. And this is exactly what they're counting on not happening. This is why they have put so much divisive rhetoric in the media all last year. They wanted to get the tensions high. They wanted to get people angry. They wanted to get brother against brother, family against family, friend against friend, and get everybody so mad and so angry. And we saw it happen. We saw it happen on social media. We saw it happen in person. And the COVID has been the exact same thing. Now you have people that want to run around and be mask Nazis. So you need to wear a mask. You need to wear a mask. I'm so over it. I am so beyond over it. That is why I am so militant and hostile when people come up to me about that now. I'm done with it. You do not have a right to tell another person to put a mask over their face and make them recycle their own CO2. You don't. You do not under any circumstances have a right to do that to somebody. So when you want to do that to somebody and you want to say that to somebody, expect to get backlash. And if the United States stood up and got off their knees for one second and realized if it is to be, it's up to us, and we have to start saying no to what we don't agree with instead of saying, well, you know what, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to comply. I don't want any issues. Then we can actually make some change. But as long as everybody keeps social distancing and putting a gag on their face and shutting down their business and asking for permission to go outside, this will not stop. Does anybody else realize the entire initial factor of what happened and how this entire thing started was because of the fake COVID pandemic? And it's not that COVID doesn't exist. I've told you guys that before. It's a very real virus. It's a very effective virus. If you're very, very sick and you have a bunch of health problems, you're on a bunch of medications and you don't take care of yourself and you eat crap and you don't exercise, it's a very real virus that can kill you, no doubt. But it was not a pandemic ever, and it never has been. And it is being used specifically to do exactly what they wanted last year, was break the will of the United States and get them subservient and compliant to any order because nobody wants to stand up anymore because they don't want to deal with the hostility and they don't want to deal with the reprisal from other individuals. And last time I checked, America did not care one bit about what other people thought about them. If that was the case, we would have quickly lost the Revolutionary War, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now because we would still be under rule of English lords, and we would not even own firearms, nor would be allowed to go outside but one day a week just like they are in the UK. They gave us a constitutional republic. Let's see if we can keep it now, because we're right on the verge of having it dissipate right in front of us, Dad. You know, Austin... The whole thing is this, you know, we've got to understand that, you know, we've got to humble ourselves and ask God to lead us and not some fake prophet, okay? We've got to go back to the Word of God. 
the Bible will be very clear about what it means. If a person says something to you and says, thus saith the Lord, I've got to stay on this topic for just another second. It has to be verified through the scripture. It cannot be that. It may not be addressed in the scripture, either pro or negative or whatever. But if it is to be the word of God, it has to line up with scripture to the best of our ability. In other words, God's not going to tell you to do something that he already told you not to do in the Bible. That's really important that we understand that. And we have to understand that the Kabbalists have gone in and done everything they possibly can now to twist everything that God gave us. Perfect example. This is crazy. This is an article that says, Christian-only fans model. Christian. Now, that's not her name. They're saying she follows Jesus, who rakes in $200,000 a month insist that religion does not interfere with stripping off for money online and says that her equally devout Christian parents are so proud of her that she's making millions of dollars a year pushing pornography through the internet that is the extent of the lies that we are being given continually by the mainstream media we're not supposed to get online and go naked and strip as Christians and say, it's okay, God doesn't care. No, the Bible says, coming up from among the bees, separate touch, not the unclean thing. The porn industry is so perverted, and so many of these young girls who get sucked into this mess end up committing suicide and ruining their lives. Another girl just got fired this week from Taco Bell because they found out that she'd been on porn before the COVID happened and now she had to get a job at Taco Bell and they found out that one of the people who were coming in to buy something at Taco Bell found out that she was basically online naked and they complained to the management the management just fired her because of the nudity that she had basically put out online think, well what the heck yeah, that's what I thought too when I read that this morning but I mean this is all crazy. That this is that this is how twisted up that we become. But then we hear things like this is a Breitbart article, and it says Rabbi Michael Beals. Okay, <laughs> you guys would love this one. Rabbi Michael Beals of Wilmington, Delaware, compared President-elect Joe Biden to Moses, leading the Jews out of Egypt, away from the autocratic, cruel Pharaoh, and a send-off ceremony on Tuesday afternoon. In other words. He's comparing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as Moses and Aaron and escaping the cruel world of what's happening with Donald Trump being Pharaoh. I, you can't make this stuff up, guys. And I posted this article at the Health Masters website. Rabbi declares Joe Biden our Moses and Kamala Harris our Aaron. I mean, you, you want to laugh. But they really, really believe this. And you get people, these weirdos, like, you know, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, who is a hardcore Kabbalist Zohar follower, hardcore Kabbalist Zohar follower, and she's producing all of these horrible, horrible sex toys now. Just thought I'd mention this, Gwyneth Paltrow, because it's all part of her Kabbalah. Now, one of her quote-unquote scented candles explodes and it sets a UK home ablaze. I mean, here's the thing. Let me be very direct with you guys. Don't ever pay to see another Gwyneth Paltrow movie. She's pretty much a has-been now anyhow, but don't ever pay to get another watch one of her movies. Don't do it. 
Just you've got to vote with your dollars. If she wants to be a perv and be a cabalist, which she is, and put on all this weird sex stuff, because remember they have their own phallic symbol god that they pray to. This is some weird stuff. You know, don't support them. Don't give them money. And, and talk to your pastor about this and tell your pastor that they've got to start addressing what's going on in the United States. Because if they don't, we are simply going to fall into the ash heap of history. Like Austin said earlier, will we be able to maintain, maintain, you know, a republic? The guy from my pillow now is being banned in all kinds of retailers and online distribution centers all around the United States because he basically tried to meet with Donald Trump last week and, and tried to do something with the election before Trump was taken out of office. You know, but now he basically is going to face a massive reduction in sales. And here's the problem when you see this. When you have a massive reduction in sales, like Mike Lindell's going to have now with his MyPillow, you've got all kinds of people that are working for you that are basically employed by you. And you have in the pipeline all types of inventory being distributed and ordered. And so what can happen is suddenly these online retailers or these other big retailers, these retail stores, start shipping all your inventory back to you. Now you get they lose with inventory, but you've got inventory on order in the pipeline. Now you've got to cancel that if you can. You've got to mess up your manufacturers if you have to because you've got to cut the cash flow bleed. So now Mike Lindell, if he's not careful, will have a situation, will have a massive turndown, which he already is going to experience, and he could end up basically going out of business over this because he supported the wrong horse. Trump basically dismissed him out of the office last week when he came in with notes in his hands knowing that he could overturn the election if Trump was willing to do it. Trump was not willing. Guys, Trump has so much dirt on him. He's just trying to stay out of jail. And he knows if he doesn't listen right now, they're going to unleash the Kraken on him, which now the Kraken, by the way, has had his leash put back on. And Sidney Powell and these other people in Georgia have withdrawn their lawsuit about the election. Thought I'd mention that. That's all over with. And Roger Stone said something, and he's right. Because, you know, Roger Stone had his sentence commuted, and then he was pardoned by Trump. And now he's saying that pardon. Trump must use his pardon power to neutralize the radicals left's un-American plan to persecute and prosecute their opponents who dared to challenge the results of the 2020 election. I got to give Stone credit for that one. You know, I, I, I mean, he that that was well said, but that didn't happen, did it? it? Didn't happen. You know, he did he did get banned in a pardon. But, you know, the majority of the people that were involved with Donald Trump as far as getting this stuff, trying to get it overturned, et cetera, et cetera, Trump's going to let them just twist in the wind. He's going to let them twist in the wind, and let's see what's going to happen to them. And it's sad because it doesn't have to be that way. Nobody needs to twist in the wind. And, and you know, and when you have a president who could have said, hey, look, we're going to stop all of this, all of this right now by pardoning these people who tried to help. Because if Trump really believed that his election was stolen and these people were really there trying to help, why would he not pardon them? That's the question, right? But, 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 but rather than pardoning those people, Trump is now going to end the travel bans on Europe, the United Kingdom, and Brazil, which, of course, Biden says he's going to you know, put right back in as soon as he gets into office. 
you know, and that Biden's going to push the big transgender stuff, which is the Kabbalist agenda, the hermaphroditic agenda. He's also putting in that that unbelievably ugly man who's an unbelievably uglier woman, you know, in the HHS, that transgender. I mean, all of this stuff is happening right now before our eyes, and the pastors are remaining silent in most cases. And sadly, if we don't get the preachers to wake up, you know, the best way to do this, guys, and I'm just going to be blunt here, call the pastor up if you have the ability to talk to your pastor. If you don't, call up the general administration of the church and say, look, here's the deal. I've been giving you guys money for years and years and years and years. I've been tithing to you, and I've been supporting the church and the activities here. If you don't start addressing these current affairs issues, the things that we need to talk about, I'm going to go to another church. I'm going to pull my support money. Give them a chance first. Give them a chance. And I'm going to go to another church, and I'm going to tithe to them who's telling the truth. Think, well, wow, that's, that's pretty harsh. Well, no, if nothing else works, the money will. Because if suddenly they have to start laying off staff or whatever. But I can tell you, I can say this to you, though. Some pastors will respond to that, and others will not. They will allow their church to go completely bankrupt and out of business before they tell the truth. Yeah, that's how compromised they are. And that's sad to me. It really is. I've got several people now that I used to listen to as pastors online, and I've stopped listening to them now. Why? Because their personal lives are so compromised that they refuse to address these issues from the pulpit. I'm not going to do it anymore. I can't be ministered to by somebody who wants to take a stand for the United States of America as a Christian patriot who also claims to be a man of God. I can't do that. I can't do any of that anymore, and I won't. I was very hesitant to do it to start with, but I've thought, well, these guys have been friends of mine for many years, and I'll listen to them still every once in a while, but now nah, I'm done with all that now. Because, guys, the Bible's very clear. Come ye out from among them, be ye separate. We've got to learn to separate ourselves from the world and rely only on the word of God. And these pastors have to do the same thing and preach it from the pulpit so we will all know the truth. They need to know that they shall call his name Jesus because he is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is our Savior, our Redeemer, and our Messiah. It's not Moses and Biden leading the way from Pharaoh. What a nonsense comment that was. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Stay firm in the word. Continue to pray. I prayed for you guys this morning. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up. Absolutely. And also, too, another health news. This is something that somebody actually just sent me a minute ago, an article here, and it says, ironically, the 2020 COVID and also the pneumonia death rates based on the CDC data are raising more questions about the public instead of answering them. If you look at the chart showing pneumonia death rates and how much of the outlier 2020 is compared to the previous year. So if you look at 2020 COVID death based on CDC data, and then you look at the trends of basically the 2020 pneumonia deaths and COVID deaths, they almost overlap perfectly. And what's interesting is, I remember we just talked, I think, a week or so ago about the irregularities between the death rates of COVID and the flu for 2020. You guys remember that? How the flu's like disappeared now. But ironically enough, the cases of COVID and cases of actual true COVID deaths have almost overlapped exactly what the flu does every year. On top of that, the fact that death count for COVID for 2020 has already been warped by non-COVID fatalities being coded as COVID deaths. And I've talked about that in detail. So wake up. 
your friends, wake up your family, and try to get the truth to them. I know a lot of people are blinded by fear. Fear is one of the most powerful tools that a tyrannical regime can use. Always has been. Fear and hope, ironically enough, two completely opposed feelings, I guess you could say. But they're two very effective ones. And you look at that movie, The Hunger Games, and how we're starting to align very close through that. And I did an in-depth, in-depth show on that about two and a half years ago on an analysis of those films and how the United States was starting to go towards those. And now you can see very clearly it's exactly what it had. The capital, remember they used to call it in the show, the movie, the book, and you have all this huge amounts of security and all the upper elite are there. and They basically have these giant parties and orgies all the time and do whatever they want. And then you have all the districts around them that basically are the worker districts that produce everything that goes to the capital. And everybody basically lives off scraps. And everybody is disarmed very, very clearly. And the first one, the first film... I've always said this. I said, if you ever want to get a very clear-cut picture, the first and second Hunger Games shows you exactly what happens when you allow a populace to be fully disarmed by a tyrannical regime. Very clear-cut picture. Where the military can come in at any point in time, any time of the day, any reason for whatever they want to do, and come in and raid, steal, arrest, rob, rape, do anything they want with zero pushback whatsoever. So if you got a machete... You got a pitchfork, and you get a crew that comes in with an MRAP, you know, and you got a four or five man fire team. Not a whole lot you're going to do about it unless everybody decides to pick up pitchforks and you have four or five, six hundred people with pitchforks. The problem is when everybody starts seeing people get shot and they start making examples of everybody, which they depict in that film, that's exactly what happens. Everybody backs down. So it is not the time to back down any longer. It is the time to stand up and make your voices heard. Do not live in fear. Fear is not of God. Always remember that. So again, thank you for the continued support of Health Masters and continue to support all of your local businesses, all of your online businesses that are standing up for the truth and freedom. Continue to support areas and local areas that don't sit there and try to force you to wear a mask on your face because you can't have your identity show anymore. Because remember, that's what this entire context of masks has been about, is removing one's identity Taking away your individual nature. This is why it's so frustrating when I go to a store a lot of times. I've had this happen numerous times to me. Somebody runs by me and they go, hey, Austin. I look back. I'm like, who said that? All of a sudden, somebody turns around and pulls their mask. I'm like, oh, hey, it's me. I'm like, oh. I didn't recognize you with that giant mask on your face. They go, oh. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you later. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> and again, it's all about compliance. There's no need to be compliance with unlawful unconstitutional edicts. Always remember that. Thank you again for the support. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com and you guys voted for the product of the week if you guys saw this. And it pretty much has won by a landslide. The Cortisol Buster, very, very popular product. Helps out with sleep, also helps out with essentially the aspect of reducing cortisol and coping with the psychological effects of stress. If you guys know, cortisol is a stress hormone. It's increased significantly when you're under a massive amount of stress or when you use large amounts of stimulants like caffeine or when you don't get a lot of sleep, cortisol goes up. And when cortisol goes up, 
basically stops digestion. It causes your body to store more body fat because it's in a stress mode and it also causes you to age much faster. This product was specifically designed to reduce cortisol. So a lot of times what I always recommend is, you know, a lot of times in the morning, cortisol kind of wakes you up. It's not necessarily horrible first thing in the morning naturally. Later on in the afternoon, you can take two of them or so. Then a lot of times at night, you can take two to four of them per bed, depending on your needs. And a lot of times, it'll really help you sleep good, and it'll make you get a much better night's sleep, reducing that cortisol at nighttime, because that's when you really want to reduce the cortisol, is at bedtime. So be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. And thank you again for all the support. I've been getting a lot of emails this week, a lot of updates, trying to keep track with everything. I'm trying to respond to a lot of stuff. I've gotten behind on some of them. But again, thank you for the ones I've already seen, and thank you for the ones I haven't seen. I will get to them and uh, try to respond to them the best I can. So thank you for supporting Health Masters. Continue to stand up for freedom. Continue to stand up for everyone's right of free speech. Looks like Parler has made a uh, resurfacing again. So I definitely want to encourage people to support that social media platform when it gets back up. We'll definitely be starting something on there with Health Masters and uh, get something rolling because that's obviously it's a platform they don't want up. Ironically enough, so it's something we have to support. <laughs> obviously. So thank you again for everything. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.